0: all right welcome back to lady blurt sings the blues podcast about plus size women black women nerdy women uh more than just women local news not so local news i can just put down the whole itinerary of what we talk about but who fucking cares i care this is your girl sometimes v and kylie too smart and uh, let's go ahead and just dive right into how our week has been going, you know, discussing the matters that may have made or break our week. So Kylie, you want to go first? Yes, um, I got my second dose of the vaccine. Ooh. <laughs> I'll cheer at <laughs> <it> once. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, again, I was, <laughs> oh my goodness. Again, I was um, literally like, one of the only young people, um, in this crowd. Mm Um, my, uh, experience with it was that it was way more intense than the first dose. Mm -hmm. Um, like the first dose, I didn't really get any symptoms at all. Mm -hmm. If you've been listening, then you already knew it was just like, oh yeah, no, uh, nothing happened. Um, this one I felt a few hours after like somebody punched me in the arm and then my whole arm was just like sore oh no. and then i did feel like a little feverish and just like tired and i slept i slept really well um so my recommendation would be like if you are going to do it either do it towards the end of the day and take the next day off mm-hmm. just to give yourself some time or take the whole day off because yeah cuz guess what i did it. i just got my first dose And I'm very ecstatic. I've been so, listen, not only that, like the whole year, like we're coming up at the year anniversary of us actually having the shelter in place, but Mm -hmm. the whole year has been very traumatic for folks who've lost family, folks who've actually had the virus. So I'm just happy that we're a step closer to feeling safe. Um, And I'm also glad that these vaccines are, you know, effective, (laughs) because, you know, the skepticism of being a woman of color, taking a very, um, young immunization vaccine, um, it's very, it's very, um, it's very, um, what's the word I'm looking for? Scary. It's very scary. Um, and so I'm glad that, you know, things have been tested out and that there's more access to the vaccine itself. So Kylie, congratulations on getting your second you know your second yes dose. my second <laughs> dose on my card fish like i all i could think about um when i was getting it was when you were talking about how like people are going to be putting that in their tinder like posts with their little uh vaccinated card and i was just like oh i gotta oh take God. a picture <laughs> <You know, the laughs> <shenanigans. laughs> the, the right shenanigans in the booth with online dating right we're like hey check out my vaccine card right here in my little slide right? yeah yeah it's like just verifying like i'm safe to fuck now i am safe yeah to you don't have to wear a mask while fucking me <laughs> dear gosh please and by the way people like yeah it's still i still wear my mask at work like yeah, i still, still wear, wear my mask when i'm mask. out and about yeah still still wearing the mask um because i i've seen um like in the news now they're talking about opening up indoor dining for those people who are vaccinated when and just, <laughs> everyone's gonna carry around their vaccine card like, yeah everyone's like, like and that's a whole, it's a whole disneyland yeah it's, <laughs> it's gonna be weird man like i don't know People so we'll are gonna see. fucking we'll forge see. that shit though i know that's what i was thinking i was like mm, people are just gonna i saw what the card looks own. like like it's easy you can if anybody is a graphic designer they can easily create one and just sell sell some on the low you know And I don't, I don't mean to be that person, but like, you know, if you're going to say like, oh, indoor dining for only those who are vaccinated and it's like, and those who are not vaccinated, they're going to be like, fuck you. I'm going to figure out a way to get my, like, you know, my fake ID. I want to get in the club too. You know, like. Go to photocopy. (laughs) Go to photocopy. Or like, you know, like I said, like those stickers are not hard to make. So I'm sure it only takes like one everybody who's by the way like i didn't post my vaccine card online because it shows like my my, my um medical no. number <laughs> you're medical posting your fucking vaccine card on the internet because it has your kaiser or insurance id number on it you bozos like that's another way for someone to steal your identity Just someone to- hasn't taken their cybersecurity classes their their ppi <laughs> classes or the it's the same rule about like you know posting a picture of your car are you going to post a picture of your car with the driver's license on it like yeah totally no absolutely (laughs) not i don't absolutely not i don't know what people are going to do with that driver's license thing i never i don't know what the risk is but i remember when i posted my new car like five six years ago everyone's like take that shit down take it down i'm like oh my god like what why is everybody so concerned and so i took the picture down and I'm like, hey guys, I took the picture down. Thanks for all the congratulations. I don't understand what the risk is. But then like my friend's mama was like, no, you don't do that. People can steal your identity with that. But like, oh. So it's the same thing with the oh, medical well, card. Stop really posting awesome it. I can flash like a little segment of mine and just be like, here, look, vaccine. It's Moderna, whatever. But like, stop flashing your fucking medical number, you freaking weirdo. Stop That's going to be the other thing, like. <laughs> which one did you get? <laughs> Oh, there's going to be definitely some discrimination with the, with which one that you got, like Pfizer or Moderna or Johnson and Johnson. Like, I'm like, I don't care. Just take your vaccine. (laughs) You're safe. They're all over 60% effective. Just take your vaccine. You know, what were you going to say, Kylie? You look like a whole Nothing, nothing, nothing. And there's gonna be like the Moderna Pfizer wars. Like mine is better, and I'm a status seeker because I got this. It's gonna one. be a whole like iPhone Android thing. Dude, I don't want to be part of any of those conversations, honestly. Any of those conversations? Because why? Well, we, other than the vaccine. Why are we status seeking through a vaccine through something that is gonna save our life? Man, you know. You want to put it on your tinder profile is that what you're right gonna do? i was like i'll have you're to like, get a tinder profile first <laughs> feeling fights these days is what? What you're gonna do? moody moderna that's special jamming with johnson <laughs> i can see it jamming with johnson on your tinder oh my god oh, oh, no. oh i can't i don't i can't even imagine what the gays are doing on grinder like that would be some funny shit to see like how they're trying to like, you know, decorate the vaccine. I just, my mixed feelings about this whole thing is basically just get vaccinated if you can. If you can't get vaccinated, there are some resources, by the way. So hear, the, uh, hear, the, hear me out real quick for those who are listening. Kaiser is now vaccinating non-members. You can go on their website. They do have a non-member survey and all you have to do is sign up for sign up for their survey, complete the screening, and then you can actually uh, register for any of the sites that have appointments. And that's including sites in Santa Clara to Fresno, anywhere in California that there's a, that there's a Kaiser facility. I'm sure it extends out past California, but this is what I saw on my end. Um, a few of my friends have signed up through that. Um, another thing is if you are local in San Jose, Mexican Heritage Plaza, who my good friend, Jonathan Borka, who is the director of strategic partnerships with, he's been working his ass off to make sure that people are feeling safe, people are well fed during this whole COVID outbreak, and now their site is doing vaccinations. So all you have to do, unfortunately, you do have to make a whole day out of it where you show up at 8 a.m., sign up your name, come back to the timing that you're going to be registered for. But what they will do is that they will vaccinate you there. And then they will all, I believe, um, whether if they're doing, I can't remember if they're doing Johnson and Johnson, which is the one dose, but I think some days they also do two doses. Um, what whatever the case, all the sites that including Kaiser, they're going to also register you for your second dose. So um remember that like don't leave unless you get that second dose because that's going to be so important to have the follow-up dose if you're taking something that's other than Johnson & Johnson so yep just a quick plug on how to get vaccinated yeah me and Kylie are super happy we're like yeah we did it but at the same time uh we want to make sure that everybody is another step closer to feeling safe because yeah this has been a fucking scary ass year you know aside it really has And it's, it's strange now because um, it's like, I realized we, we came up on our year podcasting. I was just like, wow, like, has it really been a year? And then I was like, man, COVID is just like, it's really been over a year now. Wow. Yeah. And And I'm seeing businesses post, like they've been out of business for a year. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, Archie Tiki just posted there, like, like no audiences since last March, and I'm like, I am so <laughs> glad that they actually didn't shut down because I was so scared that they were going to be one of those venues, like local venues who serve literally all of San Jose and also any new, excuse me, any new talent that comes in. Excuse me, sorry for those who You're are squeezed. Sparkling water. I was like, oh, would you? September, September. So fancy. I just yeah. have regular water. like but yeah, going back to Art Boutique, um, I'm, so, I'm glad that they found a solution. They're doing very like high-res live streaming for, for small groups, um, which, fun fact, I'm actually going to be performing pretty soon on the, one of those live streams, so just keep your ears open for Cinco de Mayo. I'm going to be coming back in small force with the 7th Street Band, so it's going to be really good. I'm really excited about that. Um, are there any other things that happened this week to you, Kylie? Um, <laughs> <laughs> why are you looking at me like no that? No okay. okay. <laughs> well, let's move along to so, uh, bringing up local and not so local news as it impacts us all. Um, I am very, very happy to see the ongoing, um, efforts with, those who would like to see um justice for gregory johnson jr um gregory johnson jr is a black man who i'm gonna say this on the podcast who was lynched um by his fraternity brothers back in 2008 accurate Um, and so um which is really scary because this was literally a year before I graduated high school and two years before I actually went to go attend San Jose State. So Sigma Chi is the responsible fraternity for trying to cover up what what they have falsely uh, claimed as a suicide. And and so there's been some ongoing revamped efforts um, from Gregory's family, from students at San Jose State, uh, organizations such as uh, Black Hero Tent, no, sorry, it's just Hero Tent, uh, which is a um, Black coalition of those who are serving for civil rights um, movements and justice, and um, as well as um, students from San Jose State. So students in San Jose State have been reported to push this issue, uh, especially with the new, mm, I keep forgetting what this lady's title is, but I mean, ignorance on me, right? But the new um, head honcho of San Jose State, University Mary Papazin she they've been pushing the issue like we need to talk about Gregory Johnson's death. It's in association with a San Jose state fraternity. Um, And so San Jose State is also responsible for taking some sort of accountability that they try to cover this up as um, a suicide and said that's it. That's the case. But there's been other fishy things that have been going on aside from it just being a suicide. Kylie, do you have any comments so far? Yeah I mean I was just gonna say like uh for those of you who don't really know the basic um you know background details of what happened he's the you know only black kid in this whole fraternity he's a tall young man Mm -hmm. he's like I want to say he was 6'2 or 6'3 in the basement was like five something Mm -hmm. and they tried to say that um he had hung himself Mm -hmm. um but like there wasn't enough space for him to really do that. Mm-hmm. And then also the morgue, I believe, had even said that he didn't have injuries that correlated with right. hanging um, and many other things that were suspicious with the case. Like, yeah, there was- I don't think his parents were able oh, to see his body for like several days. And like um, when they did come... The the room had been cleaned by the students uh, like before the parents were even able to like see the scene or get a second opinion. Um, and they were like given the okay to like clean with bleach and um, his personal effects had gone. Many of his personal effects had gone missing. Um, there was just there was also like no blood really where they had found him, but his clothes were covered. So they, there were many things that just didn't add up, like clearly. Yeah, so there, so in the basement, you would think if that was the place where you're gonna go kill yourself, right? First of all, what Kylie was saying, like there was no injuries that were correlating with the hanging. There was no scars, there was no lesions and there was no ligatures on his neck. Where, he also didn't leave a note. Yeah. And, you know, there's no signs of suicide anywhere else. Yeah. And according, like he had a lot of good friends and, and a lot of like there was pictures and like, I'm assuming like he had a very loving family or still does. I mean, obviously, because they're still trying to open up this case, but the blood that was everywhere. Why was there blood splattered on doors? Why was blood splattered in his room if the hanging happened in the basement? Um, and then why was his bed replaced? That's another thing that was also replaced. Is like, why was his bed replaced? Why was there a lesion on his head like he suffered trauma to the head? So for these, for these frat boys, and I'm gonna get into these fucking frat boys in a second, because when I was going to San Jose State, holy shit, I wanted to like strangle. <laughs> I it's not that I I should not say, say strangle because that's not appropriate because I might get in trouble. But the thing is fraternity culture white fraternity culture has never meant to be for black people at all it's meant to be a classist way to get all to get all these white boys together to do some networking it's a generational thing um, and so and also all of the black men that i knew that were in fraternities had their white frat brothers <laughs> had their white frat brothers call them degrading things would use the n-word at them and then their black brothers would be like no it's fine it's okay it's funny whatever i'm like no it's not funny that that white boy is saying nigga it's not funny that that white boy over there is saying the hard r it's not funny that he's calling that other black boy over there toby from the roots it's not funny and so i would imagine if i was going to san jose state in a 2011, and I also attended these dumbass parties every so often because I had a friend who was a friends with another fr- white fraternity based fraternity. Um, mm-hmm. That the behavior is outlandish, the behavior is inappropriate. And there's been a couple of times I've had to save a couple of girls from getting raped or drugged or drugged. Same, injuries. same. So, We're, oh. so going back to when this happened in 2008. Also, this happened right after when uh, Barack Obama was, in, was elected to be our president, I believe it was his first term. Um, so obviously with that correlation, having this b- black brother join the Sigma Chi frat. And then, and then there's also like, I wouldn't, I would, I would believe that he probably got harassed that there was a black president coming on that they probably called him the N-word because it was easier to be covered up. Not to mention that the four boys that were involved one of their dads was a cop another one went to go travel to thailand like and was just like uh so traumatic i had to leave and then drop out of san jose state so something happened you can't just like drop out of san jose state after being involved with a crime and then just say like oh i had to travel and like clear my head over something that had nothing to do with you suicide typically doesn't have to do with anybody except for the person who's suffering from that illness so why did you have to leave and go to thailand How did someone's dad, who was a cop, get them out of that situation? So I'm really curious. I'm absolutely really curious. And for the school, and for the school to say, this is, we don't have to keep bringing this up. Somebody on Twitter was basically said, I brought this up during class and the teacher shut it down and was like, this is a case that is closed. We do not need to bring this up. Yes, we do. We need to bring it every, bring it up every single day until that family gets closure, until that family gets justice. It's always gonna be brought up and that school is liable for having a shitty fraternity and representation of them and enabling their actions. I wanna see it gone because that school San Jose State as much as it's in a little diverse circle and they pride on being diverse, they need to do something about it. That's where I fucking stand on that because that shit pisses me off. San Jose State already pisses me off enough and that's another reason why I'm even more mad. You know? And people are probably, well, where were you when you first started State? I heard legends about this, but I didn't know exactly what was going on. You know? I had no clue. I heard that something happened with a Black fraternity closer to- Well, I mean, isn't that the whole point, right? right? They try to keep things, you know, hush-hush and sweep things under the rug. Mm -hmm. And so I'm- i'm glad that this family is persevering and i'm glad this family is yeah. not giving up and i'm glad that you know this con these conversations are happening right and it's being brought to the forefront of people's minds and hopefully we can get something done about it yeah big shout outs by the way to simone jackson chris acosta ne- nina Shuang, and then leland pama They've been leading some fundraising efforts to make sure that the family of Gregory Johnson are, you know, getting a civil rights attorney, so that way this can get opened up and up properly. And also, luckily enough, there was another forensics person who said no I'm going to open up this case and I want a thorough investigation and then after all the pressure that was put on Mary Papazin she finally is like we are liable as a school we are liable to get this all opened up and we support the family after she's been pressured to to say something about it this lady has been so slow about saying stuff about civil rights I'm really 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 disappointed with her lack of like wanting to be right on top of it and that's the thing that I feel a lot of leaders need to be is right on top of it not wait until the public gives you pressure yeah and I think a lot of the times too like when you walk into a situation like that trying to ignore it or just trying to be like oh well it didn't happen during my term or it didn't happen during my time does not mean that it does not deserve to be addressed right exactly exactly i'm so tired of educators i'm so tired of people who make so much money off of the state to just not give a shit about what is happening to their people who support educational systems through their taxes are you fucking kidding me yeah and you know and i don't know i'm just uh, but in the meantime um another case that's actually being reopened to kind of tangent a little bit but not too much is um Kendrick Johnson, a boy from Georgia, who was also unrightfully um, lynched by what we suspect are his uh, classmates, that case just reopened about a week ago. Um, so they're relooking at all of the uh, the cameras. They're looking relooking at all the footage. They were saying that his death was accidental inside of a inside of a, um, a gym mat, which it was not. Uh, he was purposely rolled up in there and he died and there was also trauma uh indicated in other parts of his body so that's actually happening and then um also last but not least but we are gaining some momentum on brianna taylor where the anniversary of her death was yesterday on on the 13th so uh they dropped all the charges for her for her boyfriend um so that way you know he's not guilty or. Or liable for anything um and for what the cops thought were like oh well we're after him and blah 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 no you guys like literally shot through her house unwarranted um and you and they the family is still working on getting those cops charged and in jail um and so like there's some get there's some traction getting onto that but it's just so fucking sad that like that cases like this are always ruled as accidental or my bad, that didn't really happen. It's not our kids that did it. It's not our students that did it. It's not our white students that did that. Let's cover this up and say that nothing happened even though there's more evidence stating otherwise. Um, and so, well, go ahead. Oh, go ahead. Please. Well, I was just gonna say, um, at least Derek Chilvon his trial um, judge reinstated the third-degree murder charge for the death of George Floyd. So it's like at least there is some sense of justice and some sense of momentum and moving forward with that case. Yeah, um, but, while yeah. all these other cases are still right, and there is like in, like yeah, like what you're saying, there is more traction happening. So then that way there's action happening based off of the crimes that these cops are doing that that anybody who is thinks it's okay for them to lynch anyone who's black because they're emotionally compromised or whatever the case may be like and it's just the justice it's it's too slow like how quick were the police or the officials back in the day when they were finding young boys guilty of hurting white women or you know kidnapping white children how quick were they to like grab them and throw them in jail you know I mean like not even back in the day there we just were uh well there was at a protest happened- you know and the, the police showed up to that fairly quickly uh <laughs> and shut that down so it's just like you guys can respond so quickly when you're out here perpetrating against black bodies but you're are so slow so to come slow. to any kind of decision years like it really shouldn't take years to charge someone mm-hmm. with murder when it's such mm-hmm. an open shut case when the evidence is so clear mm-hmm. yeah it's just absolutely disappointing um but yeah we're getting some momentum like it's 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 happening uh just kind of to close out the gregory johnson jr story is um his mother has a Venmo account where she's accepting donations as well as a GoFundMe. Um, so if you were to Venmo Denise underscore Johnson underscore four, four, five, three, uh, she's really doing her best to get a civil rights attorney. Um, so that way they can get some closure and rightful justice for her son's death. Um, you can also, um, go to their IG, which is Justice for Gregory Johnson, where they're giving all the updates. They're really on top of it, by the way. So like, they will give you updates on everything. Um, Just a little bit of a trigger warning. There are some graphic photos on the site. So be prepared if you want to know the real um, story and see some like evidence, it's there. Um, And it's there point blank. And it's very obvious. Um, So just be prepared for that, but they are really fighting the fight and I really do support them. I'm actually gonna donate to them as well. So then that way we can get this case closed because I hate seeing things like this, especially around in my neighborhood. And of course, like internationally, you know? Um, So I just wanna help them fight the good fight. All right, well, on a lighter (laughs) note, um, yeah, on a much lighter a note, a uh, happier day in Black history. Happy, happy birthday, birthday, Stevie Wonder. Wonder. Happy, birthday happy birthday to you. Happy, <laughs> happy birthday. birthday. Yes, <laughs> happy birthday to Stevie Wonder. Um, Basically, the most influential musician of all time from jazz, soul, you know, R&B, um, you know, I also not to mention like you know the most famous like you know he's differently able than us like he can't see but he can do so much he can play piano he can play bass he can play the drums like he is so multi-talented and so notable like we sing the birthday song that he has written on a yearly basis it's really? a staple to sing it like that like no one like if you go to black church you're not going to sing it any other way um but yeah, like, <laughs> right they're like what do you mean there's another happy birthday song what do you what, what? Um, happy birthday in feliz cumpleaños <laughs> no 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 but like right no <laughs> oh like uh but yeah like you know i've been listening to cb wonder for a very long time um my dad growing up would sing all the songs from shower to to driving to just in passing like it's something that he grew up with and he's kind of like you know when people are like oh i listen to shaka kong or in vogue or like you know they have their like key staple musician in the house stevie wonder was the one for me you know yeah Do I, I mean you can't i don't remember a time of like not knowing his music honestly and that's kind of fun so special but his birthday birthday. was actually on the 13th uh he was born 1950 so he's 70 yeah he's getting there he's getting there he's like living such a good life like he's just doing so well He's doing absolutely well. And I'm like, really happy to see that, you know, he's still, he's still jamming. There's just been some funny stories where like one time he showed up to a, like a piano conference, picked up the piano he wanted and just left. He wasn't there for any reason. He just said, oh, that's the one I want. And like left. Oh, <laughs> like, um, I think you might, were supposed to play something, sir. Right? Maybe he's like, he's like, I'm, I'm Stevie Wonder. I can do it. I won't. <laughs> imagine trying to ask him hey can you sign this he's like i can't see <laughs> you know <laughs> oh, goodness hey stevie i have met you back in this year do you remember me and he's just like the amount of people i'm sure he's probably met is like um that's nice baby <laughs> you know <laughs> i thought i you've seen the movie right you've seen the biopic with no jamie fox way. that's ray charles oh that is oh my god that is very true it's okay this is why you can't smoke before podcast <laughs> i hate you <laughs> i hate you so much but yeah happy birthday to the lovely lovely stevie wonder thank you so much oh my for goodness. blessing us with all your foundational music and showing us what it's what what the is roots, possible what is possible the culture so tell me more about this um Super straight nonsense that you've been seeing. Oh my gosh! So the super straight fucking bullshit was coined over uh, I want to say TikTok um, as a way to put down people who are transgendered. So they're trying to make their own like super left gender of super straight or or like sexual preference of being super straight, and it's just the dumbest bullshit ever. It's like the pettiest, most low vibrational bumbaclott bullshit ever. <sighs> have you met people like this who like, uh, yeah. Um, um,
1: um, so boring. what I
0: have being, <laughs> um, and um, shout out to just like everybody out there, all these, I've been seeing so much support from men like coming out and being just like, fuck this super straight bullshit. Like trans women are women. This is some bullshit. Support your sisters. Like these women are women. If if you're in love with a woman, you're straight. Like people have been coming out and showing support and like, I'm here to see it. I'm so glad to see it. I've been seeing black men in particular come out and combat this dumb, super straight bullshit. And it's making me so happy to see. Good. Yeah, I... (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> sorry it just kind of reminds me of like when bisexuality became more and more visible uh mm. and the are like mm, i'll convince you that you're straight by depending on like the gender of of the that person who's bisexual and so it's just a lot of like no if i'm bi i'm bi like there's no other way to say it. like if i'm fucking like if i'm screwing a guy like i'm still buy if I'm having sex with a girl I'm still by. you know there's no other way you can't change me to like dick more you can't change me to like vagina more it, it it's such a stupid complex like I'm still gonna be interested in both regardless of what I'm receiving at the time like and so to having this super straight thing like <laughs> yeah um and then it was like how how like What's the word I'm looking for? How insecure about your sexuality do you have to be to just be like I'm super straight to protect myself from well, apparently uh as insecure as Kyle Royce because he was the guy that like first did a little video on it oh, and then he's taken it down. Like, what does he look like? Oh you you already know. You already know. know. Like, um, and basically, he put it up there because he was trying to claim that, like, critics couldn't say that he was transphobic for refusing to date trans women and refusing to acknowledge them as women because he decided that super straight is a new sexuality that should be respected. And we're just like, get the fuck out of here with this garbage. Like, this is just some bullshit. No, no, no. But it's just sad because his video racked up like two million likes before it was taken down. So it just lets you know, like, the state of the world that we're in, and how vulnerable um, this population really is. Like, I feel like so so often people will try and downplay it and be like, "Oh, well, that's not really happening." When it's just like, and, no, violence against the trans community is happening. It is real. Yeah. And we need to do something about it. Yeah, and <laughs> yeah, and I I have noticed that there is like a There is a fear with the straight community of dating a very, very passable transgender um, individual, uh, where once the time happens for them to have sex and they find out that they see the other genital, that they're afraid of encountering that, (laughs) And so they are like, what do I do with it? What do I do? Oh my God, I've been betrayed. When it's like, I don't understand why we're so, why we're so afraid of this. And then also this makes it really scary for those who are trying to, you know, transition where it's like they're transitioning. Well, I mean, I feel like at this point, maybe we need to start changing the discussions that we have around yeah. sex. Yeah. You know, Um, and being okay and making it safe enough for because the other thing that you know that I hear is like oh well they need people who are trans they need to disclose to me like right away Mm -hmm. but I'm just like it's clearly you see the the temperament in in this climate right now is not good and it's not safe and so why would you put the responsibility on a vulnerable community to out themselves when we really should be as a whole just addressing how we speak to one another about sex, how we approach picking someone up from the bar and taking someone home, the conversations that you have beforehand and what the expectations are, because it's not reasonable. I don't care, you know, whether or not you are upset that she's not a biological woman or doesn't have the genitals that you're expecting to find. Um, how about you? talk about that before right no and i absolutely before you close the door you know what i mean before and if something changes oh well you can just kindly politely decline what happened to that like nobody is forcing you Mm -hmm. no but you could just be like oh you know what i'm attracted to you but i'm not ready to face like this reality for myself and leave it at that yeah. And I absolutely agree. Like it's, it's one of those things where I have noticed where it's like, if someone's not into it, you know, if you, like, you know, if you get, you know, let's say I'm a dude and I'm on a nice date with a trans um, and on a date with a woman who transitioned and, you know, everything's going fine. But then once things happen, when you're in bed and you're like, Oh, I didn't realize that. Also there needs to be a bigger conversation. I'm sure before that happens right which which i in a way what's kind of nice is like then it kind of normalizes the conversation regardless whether if you're yes. biological like this is what i also like with the with people indicating their pronouns that it's opening up the conversation of how do you want to be addressed so this is also a great way to kind of start normalizing like like the open discussion like hey i'm i'm a woman but i have i'm in the middle of a transition you know and so then that way, you know, the guy that's, that's dating them could just be like, oh, okay, I didn't realize that, but you're still very beautiful. Let's see if this can work out. Or if it's like, oh, I am so sorry, just be polite and just be like, I'm not into that. It's the same thing when someone mistakes you as being like a man who's gay and it's like, oh, I'm sorry, I'm not, in, I'm not gay. I'm not, I'm uh, not really interested in dating another man. Just politely say no you know but i mean cuz what this i think of, of is like... blue, this whole sorry one more thing just this whole hell of blue like oh my god oh my god it's it's unnecessary like we don't need that and then we also don't need any of the violence that may follow after that either like right i was going to say like if you show up or like you get a tinder date and they don't look like their profile picture like that's not an excuse to beat them the fuck up yeah. but your expectations weren't met right that's you got something different than what you were expecting and yet, you still manage not to like go haywire and commit a hit crime on this person. Like, what? Why would do we need to escalate it to that much? Just say, hey, I am so sorry. I didn't realize. You know, just 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 say sorry and just be like, be take the person, be the person. I mean, you, you don't even have to apologize, really. But yeah. you just don't have to be an asshole. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. You don't have to choose violence. Yep, exactly. And you don't have to uh, take whatever personal and inner issues that you're having with your sexuality because clearly if that's the type of response that you're having you're not secure with yourself exactly um and absolutely those are your own internal issues and you don't get to externalize them and punish someone else for your shit mm-hmm. exactly it yeah i'm i'm tired of like heterosexual culture where there's this like over theat like the theatrics of like you know and the insecurity of finding out that you're dating so someone that's outside of your expectations like I'm it's absolutely toxic and I'm I want that culture to die to be honest because everything about heterosexuality has always been not very um... good no traditionally just not it's not good <laughs> no. i mean i just don't think it um it's never been the catch-all be-all you know a lot of these things are social constructs and then people try to claim them as being absolutes and you're like well no dude this idea was something that came out of this movement and it's you know you just look at history and you look at civilizations throughout the ages and there's so many other options out there just because we have this very narrow western mind frame does not make it a universal truth can we start talking about some eastern mind frames yes let's please talk about some eastern mind frames all right so what's happening in the nerdum of pop culture so idris 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 Idris. And- Idris Idris. <laughs> Idris, <laughs> darling. <laughs> Idris and Sabrina Elba are teaming up. They're a married couple. They're teaming up with Crunchyroll to create an Afro-futuristic anime called Dante um and so yeah so i'm really excited about that um basically the premise of the story is a world that is divided of those who have done something and have nots and that the two main characters of those two different worlds kind of like romeo and juliet get together and fight the um the fight the divide that's happening between these two locations and, uh, you know, really try to close the gap between them. So I'm excited for that to come out. I didn't realize that he was into anime, which is really nice to know, but also anime is becoming one of those things that everyone's really getting into, and there's actually like a huge capital for. So I'm not Heck surprised yes. that that's happening, and also, you know. Crunchyroll released this information is a congratulations to themselves, like a nice pat on the back because they hit 4 million subscribers. So, hey! So like, hey, we hit 4 million subscribers, but guess what? Idris Elba and his, Idris Elba and Sabrina Elba, they're teaming up to do an anime together. We're like, ah, wait, what is happening, guys? So I'm, I'm like ecstatic. Um, I too have a subscribe, subscribe, Blech. Subscriptions. Subscriptions. <laughs> I have a subscribed. I have subscribed. <laughs> I have liked and subscribed um, to the fresh. <laughs> so I have I have a subscription just because um I've been, you know, not only that I get to discover new anime when I can, that's not available on Netflix, but I also am following Attack on Titan and I'm trying to finish that. And I hope you haven't been watching Attack on Titan. You're gonna give me some spoilers because I am behind by about three episodes. <laughs> I face? have not been watching a track on Titan*. <laughs> this space is for Netflix <laughs> and for their new series, also that's coming out. Um, speaking of new Afro anime, yeah, also black anime that's actually accurately representative for Black people is really nice. Not the sambo shit. So go on, Kylie. Yasuke. Yeah. So Yasuke, right? Is um based on a real man, the real Black samurai who served under Oda Nobunaga way, way back in the day. Um, So his story is going to be brought to life by Flying Lotus. And I'm like, I'm so here for it. Um, Also, um, LaShawn Thomas, creator for Black Dynamite and Boondocks is going to be working on this. The animation is going to be amazing amazing the music is going to be amazing like I can't even I'm so excited for this yeah I love like did you ever watch Afro Samurai like were you ever into so here here's my downfall I didn't finish Afro Samurai I started when I was in high school and then I just haven't had a chance to finish it do not give me that face that was my next on my list <laughs> do not give me that face <laughs> um but yeah like what i'm excited about this because the last time i've seen i mean there's just just been this up like uphill spiral of black people being represented well in anime and this is including my hero academia this is also fire force um you know cowboy bebop did it right cowboy bebop did it right when they released their episode with the mushroom dealers (laughs) um and then there's like you know carol on tuesday so there's a bunch of anime i can just name off the list that recently anime has been getting much much better um with animating black folks and i'm really here for it so this is exciting i also learned that lakeith stanfield is also a producer on this new anime that's that's gonna be released on netflix so i'm excited that lakeith is in it um so this is gonna be great this is gonna be a great assortment of producers and that we're gonna have some you know black music influences by flying lotus and then i just think it's so dope that it's also like fairly historically accurate i think is what they're going for okay because this was you know this man was originally from mozambique africa and actually served and oh that's right historically you know um documented the first black samurai so I'm just like this is amazing and so to have like I don't know like did you I don't know if you watched the boondocks or anything but um girl just knowing yeah just knowing that LaShawn Thomas is going to be working on it and just like I'm I feel it I feel it in my soul they've been working on this for three years already Mm -hmm. um I'm just I'm excited I'm excited I can't wait for it to be here now already i'm already a fan of the film scoring already a fan. and then flying lotus (laughs) i think is now because of the work that he has done with this project um he's done a whole original soundtrack for it um is really like i think this is gonna be the doorway into just working with anime and like doing more music scores for anime so i'm excited for that yes it's just good on all levels yes yes no i'm just i'm really happy about it like And to hear that there's going to be some very good um, musical influences since, you know, other anime, like, you know, going back to Flying Lotus scoring this, this is going to be great overall, but, you know, I don't want to hear anybody being like, well, why is this music in anime? Like, give me a break. Like, let's talk about, you know, Nujibiz and doing the whole, doing the whole ass um, Samurai Champloo where that's all hip hop that's all hip-hop and then talk about cowboy bebop where they had a different genre of music in almost every other episode as well as the jazz that came in there that's black influence all of that's black influence so like you know let's keep putting black influences where they belong you know like this is is gonna be absolutely fantastic like I'm really excited for this well just also um Piggybacking off some musical talk here and nerdy things, I just wanted to give um, a quick shout out to Lou Ottens. Mm. Um, he is the Dutch engineer who's responsible for bringing us um, cassettes. Yes. He invented the cassette tape. He is also um, like one of the major people involved in the creation of the compact disc. Yep. Um, so Lou Ottens, he passed at the age of 94 Mm -hmm. and um, just has contributed a bunch to the culture, you know, I mean, you wouldn't really associate this like old white man with black culture, but where would we be and, without you know tapes where would we be like who you can't be selling your cds out your trunk if you ain't got cds you know what i mean <laughs> he really influenced the whole ass culture of like bootleg of like a bootleg everything just so then that way a bootleg it. everything he didn't, but bootleg he didn't. is so important you want to know why because it got us in the end of what, what the fuck was going on so i don't oh, even yeah. hate it <laughs> oh yeah you know you had your uncle down the street being like i got all these bootleg tapes you want to hear the newest Mariah Carey hit plus some you know I got Shaka Khan I even got my girl some Shania Twain you want it you want it yeah (laughs) also like to be clear I remember all the cassette tapes in the back of my mom's car where they were in that like in the backseat pocket like where you know, the driver's seat and the passenger seat, and I was like that dumbass little kid that would sit there. The pouch. Yeah. Yeah. It's putting everything in the pouch. What my mom had, like they were Pokemon cards, and just be like, Oh, my mom got Kelly Price today. Ooh, my mom got my mom loved that Shania twain tape, by the way. I can't remember which album it was, but it's like I had it had the song I, I feel like a woman on it. And I would always give it to my mom, like, <laughs> oh, this man, one! I Play feel like one. a woman. And then, like having to like fast forward to like whatever song you wanted to listen to, that shit was so funny. My mom was always right on the dot. She would like rewind it and then fast forward it for like however many seconds, and then press play. And she like, this is the song we're listening to only. I'm like, my mom, <laughs> I'm such good memory. Right? Remember when you would like make tapes for people or like make custom CDs for playlists and things? Yes. You would burn the CDs. You would burn the CD. <laughs> wow. Lou Otten thank you many generations hats off to you sir I know thank you for influencing LimeWire to become an existence LimeWire saved us all thank you I had no sexual relations with that woman (laughs) what (laughs) and you know getting downloading that as like a kid you're like oh god i hope it's the right one. i know you press a button and then like just like you either get the treasure or you get the mimic so sometimes you get. but the also mimic. back in the day was that not when like the warnings and like the fbi warnings were like so huge on your screen like no pirating i remember that was the <laughs> thing it was, like really make you feel like stealing like Pirating, just stealing, downloading music is theft, and it will like make oh. it sound super serious. And like yeah, as a kid, the commercials. In said, the like, they're gonna fucking come, <laughs> yeah, dude. Like, you know, <laughs> don't you remember those commercials? Like, I totally remember those <laughs> commercials. They made you feel like I they mean, were gonna had, like the loud electronic like, music, like everyone was gonna get in trouble. Yeah, they had the lot of electronic music that sounded really intense. It's like <Exploring> pirating is a crime. Yes. Like you are the one, Neo. <abouts> oh <laughs> my goodness! People that have sexual relations with that woman. Are you Bill Clinton? <laughs> ma'am, ma'am, ma'am. All right all right oh my god those commercials would crack me up as a kid because like me me and my siblings would just kind of like side at each other like left and right being like oh okay 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 (laughs) holy shit (sighs) yeah so thank you Lou (laughs) he's like i just wanted to make a cassette you, tape and it just he just it just trickled into this whole ass culture of just no the <laughs> dutch are so nice he was just like it should be more affordable and like accessible and i'm just trying to, trying to make the most affordable accessible thing i feel like lou totally would have been down with the free downloads you know he's like why should we let people why should we leave people out yeah exactly that's so nice his probably his probably first recording was just like you know the the dead princess by maurice Ravel. he seems like that type of man that was listening to classical music like that always (laughs) Always. probably (laughs) Hmm. oh my god all right moving along so those who are interested in making a change are you interested in making a change to your local or even not so local um campaigns out there um please Google search uh, petitions by change.org on Gregory Johnson um, just so that way we can get the reopening of the case going um, and in support of our local politicians that means you Sam Licardo, <laughs> and as well as um, as you know getting the push for San Jose State to make more of us more statements and keep monitoring the situation it's really important and then also uh, donate to Denise Johnson uh, so then that way we can get her going with the civil rights um Oh, uh, not advocate, civil rights um, lawyer. lawyer. Yeah, civil rights lawyer. Um, so local shout outs to those who are doing it big. Kiana Simmons, who we actually saw at a protest that Kylie and I attended last week. Yes. Um, she, tell me Kylie, tell me what uh, what's up with Kiana. Okay, so Kiana um, works with Hero Tent um she is out there on the street front lines she knows what she's talking about um she is one of the people that like will actually attend the city hall meetings and record and ask questions and let people know what's going on in their communities and she's knowledgeable um, she just keeps us up to date with what San Jose Police Department are doing. There's a, yep. a complete network of people who work together um, to film the police. You know, earlier this week, they were, and I really feel like this was retaliation for the protest, um, mm-hmm. clearing out homeless people without giving them notice, you know, taking their RVs, taking their their personal belongings. And they're doing this, like, at times that are purposefully, like, the most inconvenient And Kiana Simmons is one of those people that is networking, and is helping these individuals get money so that they can get, you know, their vehicles out, or get money together so that they have some place to stay, or that they can replace um, some of the things, you know, that get lost and broken because these Mm -hmm. police are out here, not giving a single solitary fuck. Nope. You know what I mean? When you take somebody's RV, like the public, so much. Right. You know, like they're taking these people's homes and then they'll do it at like three o'clock in the afternoon. And then they'll be like, oh yeah, uh, now you have to like pay the towing company and you have to pay to get your car out. And oh, you don't have this paperwork or this paperwork or this paperwork. Now you have to come down to the police department. Oh, sorry, that department is closed for the day. Oh, sorry, the towing company closes at five. Oh, sorry, it's gonna be um, extra because now it's there overnight. Oh, and we're gonna charge you for, you know every night that it's there and it's just like you expect people who are on the streets who may not be you know working or having any kind of income other than mm-hmm. what they can scrape together to you know live off of and now all of a sudden you're going to tell them that it's going to be 300 400 500 600 to get their stuff out yeah and towing companies are unforgiving when it comes to those fees like it's hourly daily the cost to even get whatever was towed in like they make it absolutely impossible for you to try to get your stuff back unless you have like a savings account and a lot of people who are stuck on the streets who are living out of their cars they're they they do not have that type of they don't have that type of cash on them and so it's just instead of helping them and getting them you know Resituated at all they're not calling like i hate to say but they're i've never seen a police officer call up a homeless service pro like program and say like hey we had to do a couple things because this was hazardous is there a way that you can help this person out no they're not gonna do that they're just gonna be like oh we're the punishers we're just gonna take away everything that you have and it's gonna make it impossible for you to get like they just cause more issues instead of really being problem solvers and that's absolutely disappointing from what's what what they're even why are they even here (laughs) why are they absolutely here they should have sent in somebody who is like a professional at helping um you know put this is where people like kiana simmons comes in because you can you can go link up to hero tent and they have resources and they know like oh you need somebody you need a place to stay well there's this clinic there's this spot over here Mm -hmm. oh do you have any beds open for the night can you take somebody like they are the heroes for real because they're in the streets and they are working for their communities. Mm-hmm. So shout out Kiana Simmons, shout out Hero Tent. Um, you can find them on Instagram. You can find them on Facebook. They're constantly going live. Um, like I I always have my notifications on for them because whenever yep. they go live, it's always something important. It's never yep. clickbait. It's never um, on like some dumb social media bull. They're always doing something that is valuable to their community and something that deserves your time to pay attention to absolutely yep yeah shout out to kiana simmons we see you girl doing the work and thank you so much um this is it's it's showing and i can't wait to see what what is in store for you and those who are working with you like it's absolutely incredible you're doing more than what these fucking police officers absolutely i mean and the thing that i love about um kiana simmons and about hero 10 is just like they have cultivated multiple nonprofits and they all support one another Mm -hmm. you know what i mean so hero 10 is also working with like feed the block and they're also working with other organizations that are actually you know like adopting portions of the highway and cleaning up and working with the people who live there and not just being like okay i'm here to throw away your stuff you know they're approaching the individuals that are living in tents and helping them and saying like hey like do you have things that you need to get rid of? Like, can we help you with anything? Do you need food? Do you need blankets? Do you need, you know, they are out there in the community doing the work firsthand. Absolutely. We just need more of that. We need more of that. We need more of that. Absolutely. Well, now that we're actually getting to a closing, um, we're, we're getting to our closing part of our podcast. Thank you all so much for listening to Lady Blurred Sings the Blues. You can find us on Spotify, Apple Pods, and our original home, SoundCloud. Follow us on Instagram at Lady Blurreds Podcast. For questions and suggestions about the show, please email us at don'tcastindrive at gmail.com, spelled don't cast n with the letter drive. Also, as another pointer, and I'll probably remind you guys every other week, all Don't Cast and Drive interviews are also now available within the same playlist as Lady Blurred Sings the Blues. So, you know... Uh, For those who don't know what Don't Cast and Drive is, Don't Cast and Drive is the interview segment of Artistic Folk Near and Far. Again, thanks again for listening. This is your girl, Sometimes V. This is Kylie Too Smart. And we'll see you guys next week. Bye.